Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPM number 65. That's Bayez Panimi, Shir for Men, Shir number 65. The Pasuk says, Loi sikrivu legalis erva. Do not come close in a way that may re- may lead to reveal erva, to reveal nakedness, which is an iser. Some say that it's a drabanan, or, 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 or some say it's mamasha dairaisa, and usually this um the, the the idea of of erva here is that there's a iser of even hugging and kissing or engaging in any type of sensual skin contact with someone of the opposite gender uh the halacha defines a woman full-fledged woman from a girl of 12 or or if they if she started to menstruate whichever one comes first according to some skim. It could apply even to uh, age as young as three. You have in the Gemara, Bas Shalashan Mechad is a serious thing in many parts of Allah. You could ask a Rav if you have Shilas in these Inyanim, and a boy is nine or older generally. Siblings touching is dependent on different situations. You ask a Rav in those situations. But we're talking about now, um, other than a parent, grandparent, or, or child or grandchild, that there's an iser to hug, kiss, or engage in any type of of, of sensual contact. Most place, like we said, most place can agree that it's a iser dairaisa, and uh, that's based Shmuel and Ebenezer. And um, because of the iser is strong, we avoid any physical contact or touch at all. And the details of the ilchasichud, um, you know should be learned and discussed, and if you have a shaila, you ask a shaila, and that creates a boundary to avoid falling into a, an iser chas v'shalom. The idea is that, and what about physical touch by physicians or dentists or physical therapists and practitioners? Some feel it's not halachically an issue. There is a, in, you know, paiskim that, Talk about whether it's mutter or not, for example, to for a woman to use the service of a male beautician and things like that. And um, even if you get some type of a heter with this, you have to be extremely careful in those situations. And um, in 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 you know, it's it, it's really important. You know, I'm not we're not halachic authority here. You should really ask a shaila. And even if you get some type of a heter. You always have to be extremely careful when there's these type of contacts between um, men and women. And then it says, of course, This is an iser in, in, in one way of putting it is if you have these romantic thoughts, even emotional romantic th- thoughts, certainly sexual romantic thoughts of a member of the opposite gender who is not your your wife. And there's an iser of her, and that applies when men think about women that are not their wife. We talked, when we talked about in the women, in the women's share of whether halachically what the thing idea is the other way around for women to think about men, but it's extremely, I stressed there, extreme importance women should take very very seriously this concept as well if you want to say technically with what the halacha says about it and I'll let a paisik decide upon 
whether for her it's mamish and iser, uh, strong iser like by men, that if, if women think about men in those ways, but it's certainly a very, very negative thing, a very harmful thing, a dangerous thing often, and whether, you know, it's it's simply could lead to extreme um, negative things. So we talked about it on the other side of the Mechitza, how that's very important for them too. It's more emphasized by men, because men, it's we're more visual, we're more prone to it. The Tyrus clearly puts more emphasis on the Shmir Seinayim aspects and, and Zerah Levatala and masturbation, all of these on the man more than on the women. And, but again, we talked about on the women's side that they really need to be careful in this area. It's not a healthy thing and it could cause uh, 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 breaches in Shalom Bayis and it could cause also for herself to be, you know, not healthy. The idea being is like this also. There's a there's an Indian of Lefne Eva like Sitin Mechshal that we're not at a place of stumbling block before our friend. Which means that we're all Kaima Shlema. There's no concept that each person is onto himself, but we are affect each other, we are affected by each other. The Torah makes each Jew responsible for the physical and spiritual spiritual welfare of his friend does not allow to place a stumbling block in front of his friend. You have to basically, halachically, what this iser means is you cannot do something that may cause a negative effect on somebody else. And, and, and that is extremely important. Now, so which means that I spoke on the women's side, that they have to be careful the way they behave, the way they dress, so they shouldn't be a mixture. The men also have extreme responsibility with this too. They have to realize that when it's not just a matter of when they um, unhealthily have uh, emotional or physical contact with a woman of the opposite gender that's not their wife, it's not just harming their own ruchni, it's harming themselves. You're actually ruining the other person as well. You're harming them. That's a lifnei ever for them. Now, why is the Torah laws about gender separation that strict and the Rabbanon really put strong Gedarim on it? And it's important to understand why, even though we would do it regardless. But for many, they have questions about it and they feel it's old-fashioned, and so on and so forth. But the idea behind it is like this, is that because the potential power of a male-female bonding is extremely powerful, like atomic energy. Therefore, when you use it in positive ways, in holy ways, there's nothing more powerful and there's nothing more valuable than that in the world. But when we recklessly use it, not in a holy sacred context between a husband and wife, it can be the most destructive force. That is why the Torah does this. The Torah does this because of that reason, because it's healthy and not doing this is extremely dangerous. And even if someone doesn't want to follow halacha or they don't value halacha and they have to work through and understanding it and they have questions and 
and some hang-ups with it. But the idea here is that just to maintain healthy boundaries in life, to be able to say no when necessary, is a crucial life skill regardless. It's a crucial way to express a healthy sense of self regardless. So we, yes, we have the advantage of Torah that gives us these guidelines, and those who are Torah observant stick to these guidelines. But even for those of you listening now that may not feel strongly about Torah values or were turned off or whatever it is, I need to emphasize to you that we regardless need to build our own inner resolve and feel empowered to make healthy choices and better choices. In other words, this concept is healthy even if one is a non-Jew and just wants to keep the seven mitzvahs and, and, and do what God wants from him and enjoy this world 100%. They need to do this to be healthy. So the idea is that these boundaries are healthy for important healthy relationships and it, it's, it's very important, for example, that to know this, that when you try to please somebody else by crossing your boundary, you're betraying the relationship with yourself. I'm going to say that again. When trying to please someone else by crossing your boundaries, you're actually betraying your relationship with yourself. That is so important. It's good for you. It's healthy for you. Now, this discipline and self-control that's inherent of a Torah lifestyle. And I know that very often, for many, many people that are free spirits, that are creative, they, they, they find it somewhat stifling. But what one understands when they really learn these properly, and it's not misused, and it's not used for to manipulate people or control people, but they want to understand what the Torah uh, wants as a blueprint from God who is ultimately good, good in the sense that he wants the best for us in this world as well. So why this in emphasis on discipline and self-control? It's because... It really was not meant to be oppressive. That's not the kavana of it. The kavana of it is a protection for us and to channel it towards healthy enjoyment, like the mushu we give very often about that fence around a beautiful garden. And it's very important to understand that. Another thing to know is that it's not... Um, it's not... Um, all or nothing thing. There'll be struggles and we need to work on them and it's definitely um, not to be miyayish at all when you feel uh, uh, some struggles here and you need to understand that it's a, it's, it's a constant challenge. Now we're going to talk about the aspect of touch, the aspect of touch, how powerful touch is. The Isser Nagiya to explain to understand where it's coming from. Because the sense of touch is designed to gather information about our surroundings and it's also a form of bonding. Studies show that it signals safety, compassion, trust. It soothes people. The doctors speak to new mothers about skin-to-skin benefits to their child. They have now these, it's called fMRI brain scanners, where um, 
they 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 basically did a study that 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 uh that people were anticipating a, a electric shock and not not a harmful one but something that will jolt you a little bit and when they knew that we we're going to get that it showed a heightened brain activity in the regions of the brain associated with threats and stress and the participants where their husbands or their wives held their hands while waiting for that shock to come showed a marked reduction in that response I had that experience by me when I broke my foot um, and I was in the emergency room and they said it and 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 my wife held my hand at the moment. I remember a call calming down to a certain level because of that. The effect of hand-holding car- also correlates with the marital quality of the couple's shears. This I want to just give an Aitza and I mentioned it in the women's side as well. When you're when the, when it's not the nida period, the holding hands is very healthy. Now, even if you are of that um, outlook that you do not show any type of physical contact in front of your family, what could I'll give you an example? Of what could be done? Sometimes you have a couch to the winter night for long Friday night, and your 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 family and you're reading on the couch, and maybe you're looking at their safer, and a wife is also reading something. And it's a little chilly. You take a blanket over over you, and you don't do anything, or whatever. No one's looking, and it's behind the covers, under the under the cover. And from here, you know, you hold each other's hand. Sometimes that creates a bond. That's a very healthy thing, and it 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 triggers the emotion of compassion. It releases connecting hormones, love home hormones. But the idea being, though is that it does, because it creates that deep connection, whether you even want to feel it or not, it happens, it's not always logical, and it could be overpowering. And hence, also, to be careful with the Isser Nagia. It's a very important aside. Another important thing is to understand that it's very, very unhealthy and harmful to have physical contact with another woman that's not your wife because ultimately physiologically it causes a certain connection sometimes and her emotions are are stronger because of it this is by the way very important to explain in the dating period too you know that's why it's so important in the dating period to be very careful not to be shaman nagia because it works basically when, 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 especially on the woman's side, when she is, it has experienced a physical touch, even if it's just uh, you know nothing major, and it's merely flirting, casual exchange, they feel more emotionally connected by it. Therefore, you have to be extremely, extremely careful. You need to make sure not to over ever overstep boundaries. And be careful never to take advantage, not to harm yourself and not to harm your marriage and not to harm that person. You think you're doing them favors, you're harming them. So it's very, very important, all of these concepts. And we need to explain to our sons, our daughters, that all these halachas regarding forbidding physical contact prior to marriage is a healthy thing. 
it will help them make an important, most important decision when they are dating. The self-control is healthy. It's you're respecting yourself. You're respecting your physical boundaries. You're, you're, you're respecting your emotional and halachic boundaries, which will lay a foundation that you can truly, truly connect to your wives. And even those that are already married, no matter what happened till now, if they, for going forward, be careful not to, to be what, be careful with these gedarim, to be very careful with their interactions with other women that are not their wives. Certainly not physical contact, but even an emotional bond, to be very careful with that. That creates a place where there could be a healthy, vibrant connection in marriage the way it's meant to be and the way it's supposed to be. Brochen